<laughs> oh, it doesn't help that we know each other so well. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> this is the Naked Ladies podcast. It feels like we are like re. It feels like we're podcast virgins again. It's been so long. Yeah. Well, well not really. Just like it feels like it's been a couple of weeks. It's okay. Got all dramatic, but we were gonna go with it. <laughs> we're doing the whole first year over. Has it been one year or has it been two years? It's been a year and a half. Yeah, April okay. will be two years, I think. All right. Yeah. JT was asking me, and I was like, I, I don't remember, you know? He's like, he's like, haven't you done anniversary episodes? <laughs> I don't know Only, that we really did. I was like, I don't think so. Only <laughs> super professional podcasts do that. <laughs> People who keep track of things. Yes. Right. I think like a week or a week or two after the anniversary, Amber said, hey, we've been doing this for a week. That's only because it started with To create these reminders or whatever. I know, like a calendar reminder. Hey, celebrate. Celebrate. (laughs) Now. (laughs) I'd be like, why? I don't know what's (laughs) happening. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, if you're here, you know you know why you're here <laughs> you're in trouble <laughs> how much benadryl have you had tonight <laughs> i'm on like every decongestant except benadryl because i feel like the second i take it i'm gonna fall asleep so i'm on like a hundred thousand milligrams of zinc because that's supposed to be good and uh i've had all the herbal tea and lots of honey and lots of mucinex and uh lots of tylenol and ibuprofen jesus what the hell is wrong with you your Um, liver's gonna go out (laughs) you know (laughs) who who cares really we're all gonna die in 20 years so um i think i might have bronchitis but i'm not sure oh okay so i'm just like trying to get my my uh, cough under control and like get some of this um, mucus out of my throat. Very sexy. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. I know. You know how that is. Yeah. You sound better today. Yeah. I'm yeah. I took some um, decongestant last night. (laughs) So (laughs) this is going to be great. We're all in tip top form. (laughs) I'm I'm okay. I think you're okay. You and Amber are good and healthy. You guys will hold down the fort. It's because you guys are older than us. Yeah, Yeah, Your immune system has been compromised. (laughs) (laughs) They're like four years older than us. (laughs) Yeah, that four years is a doozy, though. Yeah. I remember 35. That's a long time ago. We're only 31. Oh. Oh. 31, Amber. I'm... (laughs) I'm 39. I'm going to be 40 in March. 40. Yeah. 40. 40. That's like old lady time. Old lady time. I'm like, get your social security shit together. I know. I wish I could retire. Can you imagine? 
how happy I would be. Do you know when you're 38 is whenever age discrimination laws start applying to you? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln asked what I wanted to do for my 40th birthday, and I said die. And he didn't think that was a good answer. (laughs) All the good years are behind you. Yeah, it's over. (laughs) I guess I got to stick around for these kids for a few years, but. Right. Well, I guess at 40, you know, 40, you can really not give a shit anymore, right? That's Dude, I'm doing that's that when... at 31 right now. <laughs> You're years ahead of us. Of me. I'm just discovering it. Um, oh, uh, oh, this is Kristen from Maine. Oh, Jamie from Kentucky. <laughs> Amber from Indiana. <laughs> from Canada. Hey! I knew hey, we had said it, but I was just going to see if we were skipping it today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a new review. Oh. I, I shared it. With, I sent it to you guys. But it, oh, was, okay. uh, it was from Canada. And it's it in. It, was it you? What? <laughs> 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 and this is by Turlet is my middle name. And it says, (laughs) these ladies are funny as hell. If you like conspiracies and women named Turlet, this is the podcast for you. (laughs) So everyone, everybody will enjoy this podcast. (laughs) Uh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I purposely don't tell my family about it, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think we talked about this last time, about the humiliation that comes from telling people about this podcast. (laughs) This is for strangers only. You can't know me in real life. Um, Yeah, so thanks, Turlet is my middle name. (laughs) We appreciate it. Well, tonight we're going to talk about wrestling. <laughs> we're really taking a hard turn. We should. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Are we? <laughs> That's right. We're talking about wrestlers who kill or not kill. <laughs> <laughs> This is very mysterious. <laughs> All right. Well, stay mine, tuned to find out. Story... <laughs> mine is just a recap of like uh, how terrible, like, the working practices are at WWE. Well, like let's start industry. with that. Yeah. So go on. <laughs> All right, and this is just a recap of like the episode of last week tonight where Don Oliver covers it. Okay. I don't know if you guys watch that show. Yeah. But he, he's great. He's hilarious. <laughs> it's like uh, he'll cover something terrible, and then at the end he'll do something like really petty to annoy them, and it just like warms my petty heart. <laughs> Is this the same guy that did the, the MLM episode? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. So just like a cap, like WWE is run by Vince McMahon. He like oversees everything and everybody knows who he is, right? Yep. Yeah. 
scary hot dog grandpa. (laughs) 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 Which is what John Oliver called him. (laughs) Okay. Tell me more. So the WWE is pretty much like the only company. They have a monopoly on the industry. Um, It has over a billion fans and makes $930 million a year. Whoa. Yeah, WrestleMania is more popular than the World Series. Wow. Wow. Yeah, isn't that isn't that weird to think about? <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> that WrestleMania is more popular than anything, you know? Wow. Um, but there is a trend of wrestlers dying, like, super young, which I'm sure that you guys have, you know... S- seen when you're looking up wrestlers they're all dead at like 60 mm-hmm. <clears throat> um so people you know have spoken out about how they're treated by the wwe or wrestling in general i guess where they are not employed by the company they're all independent contractors so because they're independent contractors, they're exempt from most discrimination and occupational laws. So they don't get leave, they don't get retirement pensions, they don't get health insurance, but they have to sign exclusive contracts to only wrestle with the WWE while still trying to maintain that they are, you know, independent contractors. Which should mean that they can wrestle for whoever they want because, you know, they're like freelancers at that point. Right. But the way that their contracts are written. What? No. Sorry, JT. <laughs> I did not feed this animal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't remember where I was. Okay, yeah. So he just like classifies them as independent contractors to keep from supplying them with, you know, all of these. Uh, like perks, you know, that would come with being an employee of a company. Um, Which, by definition, they should be, because they're essential personnel. Like, without them, the company does not exist, so they can't be independent contractors. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But, they're still classified that way, and just, like, getting, you know, fucked over all the time. Um... So, any attempts at, you know, unionizing is stamped out by Vince McMahon. Uh, They work year-round. There's not an off-season, so these people are just, like, going out, you know, every night. And, obviously, it's really hard on your body. Um, And then there's a lot of incentive for them to work through an injury. Because if they're out for too long, then they'll lose their spot in the lineup. So if you're out for more than, like, say, six weeks, the company can eliminate their contract. Oh, wow. Yeah, so if they get hurt doing their job and are out for more than six weeks, then they have the option to, like, the company can just, you know, fire them for that. After not paying for their health care for that. God, that's horrible. So Mm -hmm. no wonder they don't take the time to heal when they get injuries. Right. Right. Um, so a lot of their contracts, like, uh, they'll have a a clause that releases the company for all liability resulting in permanent injury or death, even if it's caused by the company's own negligence. 
So they put a clause in the contracts that even if it's their fault, then, you know, their independent contractor gets nothing. Whoa. So, you know, on top of that, no health insurance. So once they pretty much, like, age out of, you know, being a wrestler anymore, then they are left with nothing. And that's why you see, you know, wrestlers going back into the ring whenever they're, like, 40 and 50. Right. Because they have no, you know, nowhere else to go. Jesus Christ. They have out of financial options, so they just go back to... To wrestling. Wow, that's awful. Mm-hmm. Apparently, though, the fans are really supportive and have funded, like, multiple GoFundMes, but it's sad that they even have to do that for, like, these people's yeah. health care. You'd think it would be, like, any other like, sport. Yeah, well, other sports aren't that great either. But, <laughs> but they're better than this. Right. Jesus. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then I think, like, the last quote that he says is that Vince McMahon is a billionaire on the broken backs of his non-employees. <laughs> wow. Because he's worth, like, $3 billion or something. Yeah. Holy poop. Right. It would not hurt him at all no. to, like, make sure that the people who make him all the money are taken care of. No. Ugh. Man, but he's yeah, awful. Maybe knowing all that, you can see why a wrestler might snap and murder their entire family or whatever. Right. God, that's horrible. I know it's like a cycle of like helplessness. Yeah. We're, we're all trapped in it guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all about the, the money. Really? Right. The Benjamins. For, the Benjamins. Yeah. <laughs> Not for us. For some the of Andrew Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> we do this. We truly do this out of love. This is, yeah, this is just because we want to. Yeah, we are. We own our own business. Let's hope <laughs> we've paid we're, ten dollars. Girl bosses. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that someday we can like be evil and conniving because of our in, our empire. <laughs> yeah. We already have our, 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 our like, tackles down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Step one. Step one, tackle. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jesus, that's, that's dark. I never even, I don't know. Imagine, I just, like, it's so exploitative. Yeah. Like, more than usual, somehow. And we're already super exploited. <laughs> right. Jesus, that's horrible. But yeah, it's wrestlers. Really sad. Yeah. yeah. And they really are dependent on him because. Because you know, he won't let What else are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has a monopoly on the, like, the whole industry. I was going to say he crushes all the competitions. So. Yeah. Jesus. And he seems like a total, like, so- sociopath. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> nice. That was nice and depressing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. How it's good to like it sets up the it sets up the whole the know, ambiance the whole thing. Yeah. 
it's just gonna get darker from here. Yeah. <laughs> so who's next? I can go. Because mine kind of um, piggybacks on Vince McMahon. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. We totally planned that. If you like it. <laughs> we talk about it at all beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know who Macho Man is? Randy Macho Savage. Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. we know. <laughs> <laughs> he slaps it. Slips, no, wait, what is it? Uh, snaps into a slim jim snaps into a slim jim into a slim jim (laughs) kind of weird (laughs) right that's a little different (laughs) (laughs) so his real name is randall mario puffo puffo pufo i don't know probably why he's done that macho man So he was 58 when he passed on cardiovascular disease. Um, and before he, so his, the wife that he was with um, when he passed on, her name was Lynn. And then before that, he was with, do you guys remember Miss Elizabeth? Uh-uh. Do you guys, did anybody watch wrestling? Right. Oh, um, I used to watch a little bit. Okay. Yeah, me too. When we were young. Like my, my parents were into it. Yep. And I was at like the The Rock and Steve Austin. Yeah. Okay. So Gold I was up in that era. Okay. Gold so I was. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> now, see, I didn't see Hulk Hogan that much. Like, he was gone by the time I was watching it. Okay. So, Miss Elizabeth. Lame. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miss Elizabeth. One of my friend's sisters went out on a date with Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Was this recent? No, (laughs) it was like when he was popular. (laughs) I don't know. He's still making sex tapes. You never know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, so he, before that, he was with Miss Elizabeth, um, sorry, not Miss Elizabeth, he was with someone named Gorgeous George. I don't know if any of you came across her. She was in the WCW days. And then Mm. before Gorgeous George, he was with Miss Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth, there was some, after they got divorced in uh, 1992, she came out with saying that he was very possessive and he would, um, and he got, he was very jealous. He was a very jealous guy. And then Gorgeous George wrote a book and she came out with all of his like possessive and he would have video cameras all through the house and he would watch her. And when they'd be on the road together, he wouldn't let her leave the room. Like it got very, um, like it, it got very bad at certain points. So then she releases a book. And at this time, this is when this rumor started circulating that Macho Man and Stephanie McMahon, which is Vince McMahon's daughter, had sex. They were hooking up when she was underage. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of the speculation came because um, 
Macho Man has, was never inducted into the Hall of Fame. He is now, but he wasn't for the longest time. And uh, coming back to how a lot of wrestlers come back in their 40s to wrestle again. Like Hulk Hogan yeah. came back. Um, I think Jake the Snake came back. Like a bunch of them all came back. The Undertaker, own. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they all left and came back and, and whatever. Macho Man was never allowed. He was never allowed to come back. And then, um, so that kind of raised more suspicion. But again, nobody started hearing about this rumor. Some people, there's really no, um, nobody can really say, pinpoint where this rumor started from. I'm going to say that it came from uh, George's book because uh, it seemed to happen. It seemed to correspond around the same time when she started saying stuff to people. So his brother, Lanny Profo, po, pro, yeah, the Profo, not Pofo, Profo, um, <laughs> he, he uh, was talking about it and he said that uh, George, like he, he was kind of upset that George was saying it. But one of the things that he says, and I'm just going to say this to you because then you'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. He talks about how, how great Macho Man or the person was um and how he had morals and ethics however this is a quote consent or age is subjective because consent is different in each state oh gross yeah he made a point of saying that so i guess in he was saying in florida it's 18 but in connecticut it was 16 okay yeah. yeah. So Stephanie McMahon is now 43. She was born in 1976. Macho Man's last fight was in 1994 when he left to go to WCW. In 1993, Stephanie would have been 17, which is when this is supposedly when it all happened. So. I'm not saying it happened, but I'm saying it's pretty coincidental that she was 17 in 1993, and then one year later, he's kicked out of the WWE. Whoa. And told not to come back. So, yeah. Well, that dude looks like a fighter from Five Gone West. Like what teenager is fucking these old men? Yeah. Well, okay. So then from there, I started finding some stuff on. I got into some really dark places with the wrestling, and with Ring Boys. Oh, what's that? Yeah, Ring Boys. Yeah. So, you know, it's. I don't know how far into detail I want to go because of the stuff I was reading, but. There was quite a few of them that were charged as being uh, pe- uh, pedophiles. Oh. Mel Phillips was one of them. He was a ring announcer. And then apparently Vince McMahon, um, there was one of the ladies, she was a ring announcer as well. And he told her that he could further her career if she uh, gave him... Uh, a blowjob, I think, in the back of a limo or something. 
So all of this stuff started to come out, and he was, like, using his power. And and then there's this whole relationship with him and Shawn Michaels that where he gets everything that he wants, and they're very close-knit. And then there was some stories that were circulating that there were some young gentlemen, young boys, that would be um, escorted into Sean and Vince's areas. Oh, God. It starts to get really, really, really deep and dark. And I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't are know. We, are we having the child Hollywood child sex ring in our wrestling episode now? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think it's what if the wrestlers? Dark. What if um, Vince McMahon is the ninja who's been killing the star? Who's been the star killers? Isn't that what it is? That's possible. Illusion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, David Carradine said he was they said that he was killed by ninjas. Yeah, right. you're talking about uh and Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid was the star whackers. The Hollywood star whackers. Hollywood star whackers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wrestling is so fucked up. Yeah. Like there's there's like a list of names of people who were involved in like some sex scandals in the early 70s and the late or the, through the 70s throughout the 70s and then um, because WWE took off in the 80s it was rumored that they just put a lot of hush money onto things because oh. it was starting to take off yeah and they kept it yes, all you do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah shit yeah, yeah it, <laughs> <laughs> and because we had so much extra time in between like in between um recordings and, and like we were supposed to record what was a few nights ago yeah i started reading more like it just i started reading more and i was like please make it stop yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> everything is so horrible yeah yeah <laughs> Please stand by while we deal with some probably avoidable technical difficulties. In the meantime, enjoy these ads from our sponsors. Thanks. Love you. It's not going to seem like it's related, but it is. So in the... This is about the goddamn mattress warehouse, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) How would you guess? (laughs) No. The setting is Memphis, Tennessee. And um, it was in the 40s, uh, all between 1924 and 1950. And there were children who were being taken from poor parents, um, who were being taken from mothers having them in the jail infirmaries or uh, single mothers. And their babies would be taken from them and they would be told that their kids were stillborn. Or they would be told that their kids were being removed from them because they were, you know, not good enough parents or whatever. And they were being taken into foster care. And so over 500 kids were taken, then were sold to wealthy people all over the U.S., including um, movie stars, producers, 
uh, and it was all by this woman, Georgia Tan. She um, went, uh, she, it's estimated that she stole over 5,000 children between 1924 and 1950. Over mm-hmm. 500 kids died under her society's, uh, you know, care and due to their abuse. She bribed nurses and doctors to turn newborns over to her and tell the parents they were stillborn. She, um, let's see, sometimes she played the role of a social worker, which is horrible because I'm trying to be a social worker, so stop it. (laughs) She uh, would say that she was removing them from a bad environment. She had a BFF named Camille Kelly, who was a judge. And the Tennessee Children's Home Society, um, these adoptions were made legal by this judge, and everyone was getting kickbacks. Like, she made, she was always driven around in a chauffeured Cadillac and everything. She was living the life. And um, uh, so some of her celebrity clients included Joan Crawford, who adopted her children from there. Uh, June Allison, who was, um, I think she was an actress. And um, one of the children was Ric Flair. Oh. Yeah. He was Ten sold. Minute. Yes. <laughs> he was sold. The Nature Boy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> he was born in 1949 mm-hmm. in Memphis and. Um, he was adopted on March 18th, 1949. It was right before the agency was closed for good. And he was probably named Fred Phillips. Um, but he doesn't, he'll never really know because they destroyed or changed most of the original documents. And, um, he had never even looked over his adoption papers until he started researching, uh, for his autobiography. Wow. Yeah, can you fucking believe this? It's late in the game. Yeah, geez. Yeah. Yeah, if you look her up, Georgia Tan, and she she believed that there were two kinds of people, the poor, who she thought were incompetent parents and the wealthy. And so she would charge up to $5,000 per child. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's look at 19, let's see, 1940. What would $5,000 be? A lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> <laughs> A crap load. Considering my house was built in 32 and we found the ad for it. And it, yeah. The, okay. So, um, uh, $5,000 in 1940 would be equivalent to about $89,000 in 2018. Wow. Yeah. So she sold over 500 kids. So she, wow. Yeah. And she just got away with it, right? She got away with it. She died of cancer. Oh, good. She was friends with, like, she was friends with all, like, with the mayor. She was friends with all the higher, you know, the. Yeah, like rich people always are. Right? Yeah. They just, like, throw some, you know, campaign donations down and then do whatever the fuck they want. That's all I could think. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is more evidence that this shit has been happening forever. 
you know. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, don't really want to think of it. have been like sentenced to death ever. Right. We've all been really fortunate that we're poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. It does allow you to keep a moral center. Right. You know? yeah. Because there have been studies that show that the richer you get, like the less you're able to recognize other people's emotions. And yeah. Stuff like I can that. See that. Yeah. So they're truly different than us. They're they're bad people. Yeah. <laughs> so you hear that, rich people? Even yeah. Oprah, guys. Even, Even Oprah. Oprah hangs out yeah. with goddamn child predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's everyone oh. there. Like, all I of know. them. <laughs> yeah. So awful. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a child predator. <laughs> 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 I'm not swinging any dead cats. You guys and like that my colloquialisms? <laughs> not just that, but every the people who freaking know about it, you know that almost everybody in Hollywood has to know of about. Of course, yeah. They yeah. either know about it because they're involved, or they know about it because they need to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll stay poor. Thank you. Yeah, I'd yeah, like to I be a little less poor. Like, yeah. like right in the middle where you're not rich, but you're not. Can, like, can we have the middle class again? Can we, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why they got rid of the middle class to protect all of them so that they can, you know, do all their stuff. We don't have to get involved. Sure. It was a service. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so that's George Tan. Piece of shit. Wow. Poor Ric Flair. I know. And then he went on to be in, you know, in the wrestling industry. Yeah. Which is also just a pile of shit. I was going to say, so basically he made like a big round circle there. (laughs) (laughs) His life was circle on the turlet. (laughs) (laughs) Turlet. The return of turlet. I wish Turlet was around. Would it be great if Turlet listened and she was like not offended by us calling her Turlet? <laughs> <laughs> what if she was she was like Turlet is my middle name? <laughs> <laughs> what if she wrote what the review? Like, what if she's like these bitches call me Turlet one more time and I'm going to see about this, you know the woods demon or what the fuck ever. <laughs> That was serial killing everybody. Jeez. Don't forget, you guys. There was a serial killer on the loose. <laughs> on the loose, and no one did anything about it. Right. <laughs> it was well. It wasn't it like her stepfather or something. Diamond and Molly. Oh, some of this. Sorry. <laughs> what they do? Molly just stepped on Wyatt's face. Oh God. Oh my God. Lay down. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to yell in your okay. ears. <laughs> Molly, lay down. Like, Kristen will fix that later. I'll fix yeah. it. You know it. It's my favorite thing to do, editing. I love how my um, shit was like, I was immediately blaming Diamond, and it wasn't Diamond. Fucking <laughs> like Molly. Well, they both look the same in the dark. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. We forgive you. Thank you. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Why don't you decompress by telling us a horrible story? 
Okay, I have two. <laughs> okay. They're both kind of short, but okay, I'm going to do this one first. This is about Johnny K-9. And he was a Canadian wrestler. <gasps> and he was... And he Cat, was born... do you know him? Um, the Johnny K-9 that I know of was um, a Hells Angels member. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that in this article <laughs> but he was wait it says he was born in Hamilton yeah. Ontario he yeah. had a 15 year career and made appearances with various promotions including the WWF um, he also had some small acting roles and worked as a bodyguard he was involved in three major Canadian criminal organizations the Satan's yep. Choice Motorcycle Club that's it. Huh? The, the gra- yep. Gravel. <laughs> that sounds like an abortion clinic. <laughs> yeah, this is At least they're pro-choice. <laughs> <laughs> like I would want to support them. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Satan's body. Satan's choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next, the the Gravel crime family in the United Nations gang. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're real serious about diplomacy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no violations of human rights under their watch. <laughs> good one. I knew there was a joke in there. I couldn't pull it out. Jamie's really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> The Gravel uh, crime family? Yes. Did we talk about Were that? Montreal? It sounds really familiar. It doesn't say. Oh. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Hold on. <laughs> you Googling? No, I'm trying to read ahead and see if I... Oh. <laughs> That's the first time you read the article, guys. Calm down. <laughs> I just found it five minutes ago. <laughs> um, my kids um, okay, so he started out as a biker with Satan's Choice. Yep. During that time, he was involved with crimes such as trafficking, assault, extortion, and bombing a police station. Jesus. He was eventually arrested, <laughs> and by the time he got out, Satan's Choice was no more. <laughs> Sorry. So, so in 1998, his name was, oh gosh, his real name was Ion Critorio, Critorio? Sure. Critorio. Critorio? Where is um, the Critorio? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um... <laughs> Criturro, Critur. Okay, anyway. <laughs> he advanced to murder. He um, executing lawyer Lynn Gilbank and her husband in her home where he was allegedly working for the Gravel crime family. He was charged Whoa. in 2005, but the trial didn't proceed due to the lack of as evidence. He was arrested again in 2009 for conspiring to, to kill notorious Vancouver gangsters 
the Bacon Brothers and other members of their game. <laughs> the Bacon Brothers! This is so freaking Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> were their names really Bacon or did they just love Bacon? It does not say. They were just cute fat dudes. <laughs> <laughs> their real names were Ham. Yeah. <laughs> they just had their pockets full of bacon all the time. <laughs> And they call it pig candy. <laughs> <laughs> Their rivals were the maple syrup devils. <laughs> oh. Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, and they go up against the lollipop guild, too. <laughs> over the Kratoris. Right <laughs> Sorry, Amber. <laughs> Go ahead. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to read this again now. <laughs> so. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. So he was arrested again in 2009 for conspiring to kill gangsters, the Bacon Brothers, and other members of their gang, the Red Scorpions. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like when you're in school and you guys like make up names for each other, like teams. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Two years later, he faced another set of murder and attempted murder charges. He struck a deal that got him released on parole in 2016 and died in a halfway house in 2017. So basically, this guy like either killed or conspired conspired to kill like a handful of people and he was still released on parole in 2016. Right, I was going to say how did he keep getting out? Yeah. And that's Canada. Well, the f- <laughs> <laughs> he said he was like, we like we're like you are you going to you're going to kill anybody and the person says no and I like, we'll let you go. Yeah, even if they're like <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take like, yeah, that sounds sincere. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Yeah. yeah, he seems he seems like he's <laughs> he's telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. Johnny K9. <laughs> Jesus. God, you know how many like I heard that name my entire life. And I'm like oh. Such a boner. People would throw his name around like it was, um, I don't know, like he was friggin' like it was cool. Popular, yeah, like what's a popular yeah. gangster? Like a like an Al Capone? Like oh, it's Johnny Cana. My dad, <laughs> and he was just <laughs> some wacky that killed some people. Oh, I like what I remember. One person, I remember when I was at school, this kid told me that he was gonna get he was gonna get Satan's choice after me. My dad is friends with Johnny Canine, and they're gonna get Satan's choice after you. And I'm like, they're gonna kill a kid. Like, they're gonna come out and they're gonna be like, we're gonna kill this kid. Because she <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, okay, you were thirty even then. <laughs> 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 oh. 
I've got one more, which is kind of horrible. So I don't, I don't. It's not in Canada, so it's not as fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this one is about Harrison Norris Jr. He's known professionally as Hard Body Harrison. Nice, nice. Oh, it's getting silly. (laughs) Um, He had a moderately successful career as a wrestler with the WCW between 95 and 2001. Um, He worked mainly as a jobber, which is someone who regularly loses matches to make his opponents look good. Hmm. So when the company went under, he took the same route as many other wrestling wrestlers and opened a training school. His operation, however, was a front, which enabled Hardbody and his cohorts to kidnap and force women into prostitution. Between 2001 and 2005, he enticed eight women with false promises of training them and tricked them into peonage? What does that mean? what? Peonage. P-E-O-N-A-G-E. Hang on. Yeah, look that up. Synonyms.com is coming out. Uh, okay, I don't know what that is. It's not coming up. Any free of any form of unfree labor or wage labor in which a laborer has little control over employment employment conditions. It says um, it's also called debt slavery or debt servitude. Oh, okay. Where an employer compels a worker to pay off a debt. A debt oh, like work. all of us with, you know, student loans. Yeah, slavery by yeah. another name. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so training him and trick them into peonage. We learned something from our podcast. Nice. By charging <laughs> large sums of money for various expenses. So these women were forced into prostitution to repay their debts. In some cases, hard bodies gang dropped the wrestling training ruse completely and simply kidnapped women, women that were easy targets, such as uh, junkies or homeless women. Wow. They, Whoa. They were isolated from their friends and families and monitored at all times by Harrison and his two accomplices. Besides it sex sounds labor. a lot like R. Kelly's I was literally right? just yes! that. <laughs> uh, also, the be- Playboy Mansion. Go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story we could do. Um, right. Besides sex labor, the victims had to do chores and were fined if they broke ha- fined if they broke house rules, thus <laughs> increasing their debts. Some of the women managed to alert authorities in 2005, and in 2007, um, I've lost my place. Harrison was found guilty on 24 charges and sentenced to life in prison. Whoa! Oh, the end. Well, that wow. turned out better than I thought because yeah. I for sure thought that like nothing was going to happen. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he's still out there, right? Yeah, Look behind trafficking you. to this day. Yeah, <laughs> he could be in your back seat right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably out of jail by now. When 2007, he got. And so he's sentenced. He's sentenced to life. So yeah, probably he's out. <laughs> <laughs> Life for you know eighteen months, it's fine. Well, it depends on how much money he has, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. 
Well, I got to tell a story really quick. I was just telling Cody, this guy that I used to go to school with, I was reading an old article from two, I think it was from 2009. And I said, oh, I said he got arrested for uh, heroin, I think it was. And he was sentenced to like 50 years. Jesus. And Cody's like, yeah, he's probably out. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and I looked it up and yeah, he's out. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's kind of exorbitant from heroin. Like, yeah, I can't remember what it was. As long as he's not like you know hot shotting other people, like, right? (laughs) I don't see a problem. Whoa! Um, Oh, this guy was a freaking veteran too. No, that's sad. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other thing we could go into. There you go. (laughs) How terrible that is. (laughs) Oh, I mean, like the lack of care, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess all of it terrible. Yeah. You know, just when you get down to anything, everything's terrible. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was talking like I was talking to some coworkers about our podcast. And because I am proud of our podcast, unlike you guys. Um <laughs> 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 No, I'm cool with that. I just don't want my family to hear it. <laughs> so I uh, and I said, I know I'm like, we do these shows and then you start reading stuff and then you just realize how awful and horrible the entire world is. and and then you get a little sad. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You literally have to force yourself not to think about it or else you would get nothing else done. Right. Yeah. It's true. And on that note, if you're wanting to look more into WWE and the pedophile ring, I suggest you start your reading with Kurt Henning and Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah. There's actually a really Disney good... Roberts. Yeah. There's a really good um, documentary. I think it's on Netflix uh, about... I can't remember what it's called, but the Resurrection of Jake the Snake or something like that. Right. Um, we watched it. It's very touching. It's by yeah, yeah. Diamond Dallas Page, and he he like basically ends up running a sober house out of his house and helping rehabilitate these wrestlers so that they can like because they have such horrible injuries. A lot of them. Yeah, they can't do really any like they they need hip replacements and everything. So he has a yoga program. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, like, helps them get sober, and then he helps them work through their physical stuff. And it's really, really kind of beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he's you were talking about La Bamba there for a minute. La Bamba? <laughs> like, Why is he involved in wrestling? <laughs> but I had the wrong name. <laughs> oh, Lou Diamond fell <laughs> <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded the same. <laughs> you know that's that's the movie I didn't know I needed. Lou Diamond Phillips <laughs> rehabilitating <forgot> wrestlers. <laughs> That sounds like a great like buddy cop movie. <laughs> right. It sounds like something he might do. You don't know. He would. I think Lou. Lou's up for anything. Yeah. 
what was that? Oh, Lou Diamond Phillips was on um, The Aquabats. Do you guys, any of your kids watch that show? No, I've never heard of that. Okay, it's this really weird, they're this um, like punk ska band, and they dress up like superheroes, and uh, they have, they still do concerts and everything, but they had this like show, it was on Netflix. There's only like 13 episodes, and it is the funniest kids show. And Maya was obsessed with it, and so they're all these different. Um, they're all these different ca- characters. Like one's the commander, and he is. Um, he-, he has this song that he sings uh, called "Wigging It," and he's just like, "I'm winging it. I'm being a man, not making a plan, just winging it." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, and Lou Diamond Phillips plays like. The spirit of uh, Eagle Bones, Falcon Hawks, um, who's one of the characters, uh, his eagle called the the Dude or something like that. And I don't know. The fact that he did that says that Lou Diamond Phillips will do anything, I think. So watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the Aquabats. I love the Aquabats. Um. <laughs> you guys would love it well they have the same middle name because it's diamond oh diamonds i'm sorry i'm tired it's okay (laughs) anyone who has diamond in their name um you know Probably it could be Lou Diamond Phillips. I mean, right. you just you don't know. You have to pay attention to what people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's all I've got. Me too. This is fun. This is uh, not scary, but sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's kind of nice to not be scared, though, at the end of a show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Scared in a different way. (laughs) Don't go to any live wrestling events. Woo! Or go there and, you know, start a chant for, like, proper working conditions and healthcare. And get your ass kicked. (laughs) Now we have to be um, afraid of getting red scarfed by Vince McMahon. Oh, Jesus Christ. (sighs) (sighs) <sighs> Vince, we're not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't use my red velvet cloak to murder me. Right? <laughs> I would never. There's a reason drunk you. <laughs> right? There's a reason drunk you got much. that. Yeah. Wait, they inceptioned you to get a red cloak. They knew. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I had something else to say, but I can't remember what it was. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) How it goes. Ugh. Did we lose Kristen? Nope, she's on mute. She must have a child. Um. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) (laughs) I had a child asking me if she could make coffee so she could stay up all night. (laughs) <laughs> it's like no that's not happening that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
my god. We got a new coffee maker, and uh, I it finally I can set the time so that it starts brewing at seven o'clock in the morning. So oh yes, delicious. The coffee's made. It's yeah. the greatest thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> That's exciting. It is very exciting. Now you have a reason to get up in the mornings. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so that, it was a lot of tears. I don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> I don't want to face the day. <laughs> um, okay, so uh leave us reviews and uh check us out on <laughs> check us out on instagram and uh at naked ladies podcast and twitter at naked pod and um facebook we're naked ladies podcast and we have merch i don't know why you well i mean i know why you want it it's awesome it's <laughs> mike's designs but <laughs> if i ever see if someone ever buys stuff and I ever see anyone wearing like a Naked Ladies podcast shirt, I'm going to have a heart attack. Right? <laughs> and that would be terrible because we can't sign in to this thing without you. <laughs> You'd have to put me on life support. Yeah. You went You went to talk to your kid and we were like, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> They're here right now. <laughs> Vince McMahon's in my dining room. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jamie. Oh, and then join us next week. We will talk about some more shit. <laughs> I was mid vape when I almost died. <laughs> that was <laughs> you were perfect. Well, thanks guys. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll get it done. Ever. Yeah. Get it done like more than once every two weeks. I, I know. know. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? You know what? All of us were prepared. We yes, all have sure. stuff, yeah. <laughs> And we were all here. Yes. <laughs> that was nice. That was awesome. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.